Now, podcasting around the world. Around the world. This is Work From Home Podcast, where you'll learn how entrepreneurs plan their online strategies. And now your host, the founder and CEO of the Perfect Army Virtual Assistants, R.J. Brow. Hey, Work From Home Nation. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Work From Home Podcast. This is your host. My name is RJ, and my guest for today is Geraldine Juppé. She is the host of Slow Is Good Podcast. She also helps conscious business founders bridge the gap between monetizing what they do with digital marketing, digital transformation strategy, and business automation. Let's hear G as she talks about slowpreneurship. Hello, and thank you so much for being here, G. I'm so excited to have you. Please yeah. tell us something about yourself, uh, what you do, and where you're from. Hi, thank you for having me. That's a great pleasure to be here with you this morning. I'm based in Montreal, and my name is Geraldine Jipe. So I'm an agency owner, a web agency owner. I'm also a business coach, and I'm also a slowpreneur. Wow, that's a lot of slashes in your <laughs> label, right? You know, yeah. when you reach uh, like certain years of working from home, right? Yeah. You have lot a lot of slashes. I I feel you. I can relate to that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if you're gonna start a work from home business again, what are the steps that you will take to move forward? So first, if I were to start again, I will take a step back and then I will assess my personal alignment before. And then after that, create my home office according to Feng Shui, because like, I mean, the vibe and the line, I think it's important. And I haven't done that so far, but I was discussing on my podcast, Slow is Good, um, the other day with somebody that is in, an expert in the matter. And I think it, it does matter. It does impact you in terms of how, you know, your set up in order to be decluttered and feel more free to some extent. So that, that will yeah. be the first two things that I will then I will actually work on. Just make sure that I'm aligned with what I want to do, the way I want to do, and also my space. I love that. So what made you decide to work from home or do business from home? So there are two answers to that. The first one would be early stage. Well, I didn't know I could actually run something. So I figured I might as well use what I have, which like a, like a room in my, in my home. So that was the first thing. And the second thing was when my son was born, I figured that was easier for me to be very nearby the daycare. So working from home for me was more handy in order to be able to manage my schedule as a mom and as a business owner. I know that being a mom, you have to wear so many hats, right? Yes. And, yes. yes, you do. <laughs> That's true. I feel you, girl. And, and then back then, I didn't want to actually sacrifice me doing my work because I do enjoy what I do. Me supporting other entrepreneurs as well with my agency was important to me, but being a mom was equally important. So that's the reason why I wanted to have something that is easy both ways. Like I enjoy to wake up in the morning, be in my home, go to my office and also, you know, finish early. And so I can spend some time with my family. 
in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait that someone would need in this type of industry? I think resilience is essential. Um, if I may have three, I will say sure. resilience, perseverance, and love. And I'm going to explain these three. Resilience is because a lot of things that you schedule, that you plan, that you time, you know, in your calendar, in your vision, your objectives will probably not go accordingly. They will happen somehow, but not necessarily in the order that you had in mind, mm -hmm. most likely. Perseverance, you'll have successes, you'll have failures. And people who say that they haven't encountered any failures, they're lying because it's a part of the journey. And this is how actually how you learn and how you become like a better business owner, entrepreneur and love. Love is really important. And I'm going to tell you why. Love is important because even before going out there, speaking to prospective clients, prospective partners, you need to start understanding what's your relation to yourself? What's the self-love you have for yourself? Because sometimes you're going out to the world with your offer, the best intention, but your love, your relationship to yourself, your inner self is not in line. And then you wonder why, for example, you have trouble to reach the goals that you set up for yourself as a person, but also for your business. So that's the reason why these three, I think, are essential. A lot of the people that I've interviewed before answer that, but some of them don't really think that they had failures in their lives. And I know that it's just a word, but it will also teach you a lot of things and it will teach you to move yeah. forward, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of failures, what is the biggest failure that you've encountered in your business and how were you able to rise above it? Like you said, maybe I shouldn't have actually used the term failure, but more lesson, life lesson. And as entrepreneurs, you know, we are all long life students for sure. <laughs> There's not a day without learning something about your tech, your team, your clients, your partners. You always have to learn something. The biggest lesson that I received in life was exiting my previous startup. We back then were a woman from immigrant descent here in Montreal and creating like a, a clean tech uh, platform. And it was an amazing journey, an amazing experience. However, we realized a bit too late that we were not a fit for each other. And for me, that was heartbreaking, literally, because not only I loved and enjoyed working with these women, amazing women, but at some point we became friends, like business friends. And I think for me, that was the biggest lesson that you need to make sure that Whenever you're partnering with someone, whoever it is, you're going to see that person much more than your partner in life, your husband, your loved one, you're going to be spending more time. So you need to make sure that you make an assessment before that you date each other before to decide to go in business. And which I sometimes compare it to like marriage mm -hmm. <laughs> because you spend so much time so much effort, energy, and you want to know exactly how this is going to play when there will be rainy days. I so get you because a few people or a few clients of mine asked me to like a partner with my agency. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it for such a long time. And I was thinking, is it going to be okay? Because, you know, I've had this business for a long time and I was alone yeah. and I was assessing so many things. And at the end of the day, I said no 
to both of them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And no is important. Yeah. <laughs> Learning to say no is essential. And I think for many of us out there, it takes us like, especially for people pleaser, it takes forever to learn to say like, if you say no, it's because you just say yes to yourself. Yes, that is so true. I love that. Okay. So do you have any app that you use that is very crucial to your business? I'm a bit of a geek. <laughs> so I do have many, many apps that I've been using. But um, if that will be coming down to a few, I will say Notion or any planner is great and essential for a business. Slack has become very handy for me to chat with my clients and also uh, my team so that I can have like, you know, kind of like an easy and smooth onboarding for my, for the entire system. And it's easy to communicate. These are the two that I've been using. And now I think it's not a tool, but it's more of a process. What I integrated in my business is just to work part-time, like slower, so that I can have the time to refresh my ideals, my brain, and, you know, recalibrate everything. So that will be the system that I have in place. Uh, G, can you talk about that? I'm really interested with uh, slowpreneurship. When I learned about that, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her on my show. She has to talk about this. So, you know, I'm coming from the tech space originally. And in the tech space, everybody takes pride in, you know, being busy busy every day. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At some point I was dreaming of becoming a computer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was dreaming because I wanted to be more efficient, more assertive. I wanted to grasp more information than I could. And back then I had so many information to learn about AI, about, you know, how you grow a marketplace and stuff like that, how you grow an agency. And then life happened, like severe disease, and and I was still going at it. I was still, you know, growing my my venture back then, growing full speed despite everything that I was going through from a health pers perspective. And then slowpreneurship was for me taking the decision that you know what, if you want to go through this, you want to survive what you're going through housewise, you need to make a change. And slowpreneurship means not only it's not only a matter of slowing down it's a matter of realigning yourself for yourself realigning your values your mission but also how you want to work with people and how you want to contribute to the world because the the wealth that you're creating with your business it does impact the world in a certain way but then you can take a contribution and be a part of it but with being more mindful about it mm. and a slowpreneur, the slowpreneurship takes all that in consideration. Your goal, your mission, your impact, you know, on the planet, for example. I know as business entrepreneurs, especially in on the internet, we always think that we don't impact the environment, but we do. We're using apps, we're using even Zoom that we're using right now, we're using cell phones, etc., that are on all, all along, right? Mm -hmm. But what if we could take a step back and then pause all these applications that we love, especially me, I'm not going to lie, I'm a tech girl, so I do love those. But then it's also important to think about the impact of these solutions, tech platforms that we are using, and how actually all these servers are impacting our environment. And all that in slow entrepreneurship, 
you know, you have to consider all that. And for me, there was a big shift. It was a question of realigning my mindset towards that was also a question of self-love as well, because I realized in the long run that I was always giving, 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 but not accepting to be able to give to myself or receiving. So it was a mix in between integrating my values, my spirituality also in my business, but also how I want to impact the world and make a difference. Oh my gosh, I love that girl. So I'm actually doing slowpreneurship right now. So I just mm-hmm. realized that because I limited myself to having two clients only like mm-hmm. right now. I only work like 15 to 30 minutes a day for both yeah. the clients mm-hmm. because I had PCOS yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it right now because some might may be grossed out. But yeah, I worked on everything. Like I had yeah. mental coaches, accountability partner, spiritual partner, emotional partner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm giving myself time, freedom to choose and love for myself. Yeah. And I think we, I mean, in all the experiences that we go through as entrepreneurs, nobody is really talking about that enough. And you learn it in the long way once you hit the wall a couple of times, right? And then you realize that, you know what? It's okay to slow down. It's okay just to think about you, how you want to be in this world. It's okay actually to accept that working less doesn't mean less money as well, because I had a lot of comments on that. It means being more efficient. Obviously, it's a part of it. But it means also contributing better, you know, when it comes to your decision, when it comes to how you want to serve with your amazing offer of the world. So true. And I remember Gary Vaynerchuk saying, this health affects business. And he said, yeah. if you die, you're out of business. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Literally, literally. True, right? Yeah, yeah. And and then, especially coming from someone like him, you know, it's important in a sense that I believe from what I see on the internet that he's a workaholic, right? But then someone told me once, talking about my son, he's only going to be four once. So you need to reassess all your priority, whether it is for family purposes, whether it is even just you, just for yourself, or even for health purposes, you need to make sure that you're in line with everything that you decide, you know, and how you want to be present for everybody you are working with, collaborating with, or even spending your life with. And on that note, do you have any piece of advice for the work from home community? Yes, I do. So the first one would be sit down, think a little bit, just imagine what it will be like for you to grow your business. And working from home means you also have a space that reflects exactly where you want to be. So it will manifest better and faster, whether you want to grow like a million dollar business or just supporting like, I don't know, your local charities, doesn't matter. Just like picture yourself in the most ideal space, created it. You don't have to have old fancy stuff. You can start small and that's okay. Make sure that everything you create, it's out of love, but for you. So that means the way you want to help so that it doesn't bite you back because you just want to create for the sake of money. Sometimes old money is not good money. 
So that will be the second one. And the third one will be, there's a word that actually uh, everybody use. Um, everybody uses this word, but I'm, I'm not very keen of this word these days. Hustle. You don't hustle. You're creating something. It's not a hustle. It's like the beauty of manifesting, creating something. So think about that. That's important. And also you changing the narrative you have with yourself will also change your perspective. If given a chance, would you work from home or would you go back to the office after the pandemic? I like to work from home, to be honest. It's more practical for me for family reasons. I like to be close to my family so that it's easier to manage the day-to-day as well. I actually uh, revamped my business around that because that was a priority for me. I used to be someone that actually worship work. So I could work like 20 hours a day and I didn't see any problem with that, (laughs) but now it's no longer the case. Um, And I'm not criticizing everybody that actually do so. You do what you have to do right in life for yourself, for your business and your loved ones. That's okay. But from my personal purposes, I like better to be able to be close and nearby uh, my family. So that's the reason why I like better working from home. And also there's another thing is like, even if I'm very, very shy, <laughs> I'm a people person. So, which means I, I like to listen to people. I like to spend time with people. And in an office, I tend to not do what I have to do, but go to others, ask how they are. It doesn't mean I'm selfish now because I'm working from home, but I mean, it gives me the opportunity to be more focused on what I have to do in a day, especially that I'm working only four days a week. And you are also doing a podcast, right? So you will I do. To talk to a lot of people. Exactly. This, this podcast, I'm not monetizing this right now, but <laughs> it's priceless because I get to talk to people like you and I get to learn so many stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just by mm-hmm. asking questions without yeah. even like studying, reading or everything. But I think podcasting is brilliant in the sense that I had the choice when I started my first podcast, deciding to go back because I already have a master's degree, but I was thinking about, you know, going for an MBA. But I thought, you know what? I think I like more building on relationship and spend time with quality people and learn that way. If you need someone to come on to your show, let me know. I have a few people on my list. Oh, I will. I will, 100%. This is a question from Pulumi. It's a phone-in mm-hmm. question from the last interview. So how do you get through days when you feel like you're ready to give up? This is a good question for you, actually. When I'm ready to give up, I usually make sure then I have access to nature. For me, nature, my relation with nature brings me in a space of peace, a way to recharge, another way to clear my mind. That's And also I look around what I have because I think it, to some extent we are blessed to be where we are. It's not always easy, but we also have to make sure that, you know what, not everything is dark. I have to see you know, what's positive. I'm not saying like everything is positive. That's not what I'm saying, but you also need to take that into consideration. A work I have done that helped me a lot uh, was journaling. I've been journaling since, since I could write and then journaling actually help, you know, control 
your negative thoughts and your negative minds. And that's okay because there are days. Hmm. I think, you know, there are days, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also part of the journey and I'm pretty resilient about it now. And I think I'm blessed in the sense that I have a beautiful, amazing, gigantic park around me. And then it allowed me to give me some space in order to, to tackle that kind of very hard days. That is so true. When I was a child, I used to write in a diary and I was putting all the details there. And then later on, I realized, oh, so this is a journal. I'm journaling. Because <laughs> I was writing like, dear diary. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. A question that you'd like to ask our next guest. A thing that I really, really would love to know is how they create serenity in their business. Because as a solopreneur, the one thing I have learned is Hustle is not always a solution, but creating more peace and serenity in your business can do a lot of good and a lot of growth. I'll be sure to ask that to our next guest. And oh, okay. Do you have anything you want to promote and where can we find you online? Yeah, so uh, definitely if people want to find me online, they can find me on all social at Geraldine JP. They can find me there. They, they can check also what I do, whether they need to be coached or supported in some ways or like some sort of um, work done for you at GeraldineJP.com. And if you're interested on or in your path to a slowpreneurship, you can definitely reach me on Slow is Good and I'll be happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much, G. I had fun and continue right now. You know, I'm so <laughs> excited just learning about things that I'm doing that I'm not aware I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And Work From Home Nation, thank you again for listening to another episode of work from home podcast and like what i always say be kind but you can always be a badass bye yes. everyone bye thank you for having me